This is episode two of Who Would You Tell? Today I'm joined by my friend Foyen. She is a popular. She's popular on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And the topic we're discussing today is cancer culture. Yes, like he said, I am a beauty, life, and style content creator for social media, and I'm also a freelance makeup artist and writer. And I'm quite well known for my for my Twitter views. So that's why we're here to talk about cancel culture. Does it work? How does it work? How do we make it better? So I want to speak about cancel culture because. Well, I don't think that there's anyone in SA, unless you live on the rock, was unaware of what happened in September. And I think in the fallout from that, there was a call from a lot of people for people to be cancelled. And I think that the idea of that, in theory, is really great because I think if you do bad things, you should be held accountable. I just don't know if cancel culture is the easiest way to get that across, mainly because I don't know how everyone planned to hold them accountable. I think cancel culture is flawed in that it relies on... Most of all, cancel culture means we all have to be so united in, in, this, in this activity of making sure this person is quote-unquote-unquote unquote, cancelled. And I don't think that that's something that we can all realistically manage to do because you can't control what people do in their individual lives. fundamental understanding of what it is at least like to me yeah. cancelling someone or like cancelling in and of itself means two things accountability and consequences yeah. right and I think the best way to demonstrate it is um, with the example of R. Kelly yeah. right and mute R. Kelly was a hashtag and a movement that went like viral after the documentaries came out and everything because as people so far removed from the situation, the only way we could affect R. Kelly and to actually allow him to feel some sort of like consequences of his actions was for us to not give him our money anymore, not to book him for shows, not to stream his music so that he doesn't get any royalty payouts, you know, not to like mention his name in a positive light, to take away the things that he holds dear that we can impact until something is done about it you know what i mean and like i think that's a great way to hold someone accountable to like use your power your pocket your money to impact their lives and then also want consequences and i think when people don't understand how it is to hold someone accountable they also like okay well then there should be no consequences yeah you know and like i don't think that they're mutually exclusive i don't think they have to happen at the exact same time and i don't think if you can't figure out either one then you should just do nothing yeah because that's something that definitely just happened they were like oh well like she didn't file a police report so he must just carry on his life Mm. no if this guy is a popular musician or club promoter then you just don't go to his shows you don't buy his music anymore you don't go to his like club nights you know like it may seem like nothing but the point is that even if it's just you you are holding him accountable for his actions and like cancelling someone doesn't always have to be like a mass action in order for it to be effective because at the end of the day it's you acting out your views and your like moral standpoint and holding someone else accountable 
you someone else like a, a third party choosing not to hold someone accountable shouldn't impact your decision to hold them accountable because if you think they've done wrong then you think they've done wrong someone else not seeing that shouldn't change your stance on it you know what i'm saying so i think like a lot of people didn't understand that point as if like you have some sort of power in this scenario there is something that you can do about it but then other people i think the issue was that acting is hard yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> like making a decision and like sticking to it is incredible yeah because like if this person was your club plug for every single week that means you stop going to the club or you have to stop paying your entrance or you have to find a new plug yeah. and it's like if this oak is a rapist do i care more about him being a rapist or do i care about my enjoyment of the club and you have to have an honest conversation with yourself about that decision yeah because if you say that you care about him being a rapist that means you will not go to the club with him like you will not be on his guest list you won't kiki with him like that's what that means and people don't want to make sacrifices people don't want to live up to the standard that they say that for themselves said. yeah, yeah. So, do you think there should be a way back for cancelled people? Um, I definitely think there could be, but I also think that we focus on that way too much. Yeah. Because, like I said, accountability and consequences. When neither of those two things have happened, why are we speaking about forgiveness and letting you come back into society and come back into our lives? Oh, but what about his livelihood? What about the victims? We haven't addressed that. Yeah. You know, we haven't hit, held them accountable. We haven't showing them consequences so i do believe in redemption i do love a good comeback story but like first you have to be held accountable and first you have to face some consequences atone all of those nice beautiful christian words yeah. and then you can come back you can't yeah. skip over the actual work and then just now expect people to come and forgive you so i think the issue that we have is that i don't think anyone who should have been canceled or has been canceled has made any of those efforts to reintegrate themselves has made any efforts to atone for their wrongdoings so in this in a super ideal world where we have a case of someone who you will use a sensitive example who was on the list for like perpetrating uh, gender gender based violence do we th- like how would you, how should they truthfully aim, aim aim to aim to make amends because i don't think that it's up to the public um who aren't directly impacted by this person's actions to forgive them because i feel like we should be keeping in mind how the actual victims of this feel 100% and i think that it makes it almost impossible to actually answer that properly because you you might think okay no this person felt bad and they made this public apology but what has that done if the person who is the actual victim still says no this person's actually a bit of a shit person still 100% and that's not the, i'm not the only victim it doesn't mean that because one person has to give them someone else hasn't yeah you know i don't think there's like a clear route i think there definitely isn't a clear route but i think it's important like you said to be victim centric in this entire discourse and i think that's something that we get wrong so often we focus on the perpetrator oh he has a family oh he needs a job oh 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 poor him poor him but we're like what about the people he's affected like if a victim was to say no this guy has come to me he's apologized he's paid for my therapy he's gone to classes he's gone to jail or whatever he's made he's apologized to me he's made efforts at redemption he's tried to make things right after that i would feel comfortable reintegrating this person into my life or just at least uncanceling them so to speak or just like 
leaving things alone because that shows, at least on their side, there has been accountability, there has been some redemption, you know what I mean? But it's like, people skip that part, yeah. you know? And I think that also speaks to a general culture of accountability that lacks in this, like, in our society as a whole, but, like, especially in this country, from, like, a government level downwards and stuff. Yeah. You see that when there are no consequences or when there's no accountability, there's no incentive to do better or to be better or to prove that you're better, or to like genuinely make that effort because you can live your life without it. Yeah. Life goes on. People have very, very short memories, as we've seen. So it's like when there's no incentive to do better, no one will do better. And like the victims, no one cares because your life isn't affected by it until it happens to you. Yeah, or someone so, you know. And exactly. only then are people truly moved by any of it. Exactly. But even still, like I feel like it's not as difficult to grasp this concept and this process as people think it is. Like, I think when we blow things out of proportion and create names like cancel culture and like say it's something from the woke mafia and social justice warriors, when we ascribe these names to it in these terms and in such like a negative way, we turn something that was naturally a part of human interaction into something that's now impossible to achieve and that only perfect people can achieve it. Like, you don't have to be a perfect person to know that murder is wrong, right? And you don't have to be a perfect person to say, I don't like murderers because murder is wrong. You can't be like, oh, well, I lied that one time, so who am I to say anything about anything, you know what I mean? Like, that's such an easy cop-out. And, like, if, if you believe something, it shouldn't matter what the masses think. Like, if you believe something is wrong, but then other people aren't taking action, that shouldn't change the fact that that thing is wrong. You know, you, you brought up something that I think is really important because I think everyone's take on, not everyone, but most people's take on cancer culture and the right way to do certain things is that everyone's trying to be right. Everyone yeah. wants to look like they're on the right side of history. Like, yeah. they, they don't want to be seen as someone t- who took a stance away from what they think everyone else thinks mm. you should be doing. And I think the end result is that no one ends up making any kind of stance. And we just kind of end up with people saying, no, you know, that person was wrong, hey? And that's kind of the only place it really goes. And no one wants to actually say, okay, this person was wrong, but I think this and this is what should be done instead. And no one actually has no one actually has any real stance points. It feels like it feels like anything happens in the moment when something gains like traction after after in that moment. And after that, it's kind of disregarded. And I saw someone tweet about like how they've just become so neutral about everything because everyone has such a strong like viewpoint or opinion on either side. So it's like there's just be neutral. And I'm like, that's also such a cop out. Like because someone else is going to disagree with your views, you're not going to hold them. Like, yes, there are gray areas and yes, things get tricky. But like for some things, you know, things are right, you know, things are wrong. So, why should the input or someone else disagreeing mean that your opinion goes away entirely? Exactly. Like, you shouldn't feel silenced by that. And it also shouldn't feel like a hypocrite. You know? Like, you really shouldn't feel like a hypocrite. Just because you've done something also in your past. Like, an example is cheating. I was having this discussion with someone. And they were like, no, I know some of my friends are cheating, some of my boys are cheating. But, and I know that it's wrong and it's hurting their girlfriends and stuff. But I can't say anything because 
once upon a time I've also done it. So who am I to act holier than thou and act like this kind of guy and stuff? And I'm just like, once again, that's a cop out. Also, if anything, if you've been on the wrong side before, you should be more willing to speak out because you know that you're wrong. Exactly, and you know better now, so you can do better now. Like, you don't have to be the perfect person in order to to point out wrong or even just to want people to do better for themselves. Like, it doesn't make you a hypocrite. It doesn't mean that you have this superiority complex. It just means that you you want better for everyone. And I think that's a fair thing to say. Like, your tone and your diction matter, but, like, the sentiment of, like, this is a wrong thing. Someone I know close to me or someone I love is doing this wrong thing. I have a responsibility as someone who loves them to want them to do better. Like, I feel like as a, at a fundamental level, that is something that is true and it's not incorrect to do. But we often get tripped up because we don't want to seem like you're projecting or you're uh, holier than thou and stuff. But it's like, no, I'm just saying, don't I, do the thing. I think ultimately, I think what cancel culture looks towards is the idea that you can't, people are so like stuck in their images. Like yeah. you don't want to cancel certain people because no, they have this life besides this. You, like it's almost as if the moment you've done any wrong, that that goes away. You're still all those things, but you're also wrong yeah. in that moment. And people really struggle to acknowledge that. And there's nothing wrong with being wrong. That because it happens. It like, happens. Like in the same in the same way, people say that cancel doesn't work because nobody's perfect. We should be aware that okay, if no one's perfect, then everyone is going to at some point have to be accountable for certain things. Yeah. And that's all cancel culture is aiming to do. Just to hold people accountable and like. I think it's also like pride and ego yeah. because you don't want to be told that you're wrong um, and then because then that'll actually require you to do something and to like to concede I was wrong and then try to be better and it's so easy to stay as you are especially when you're validated by people around you like you don't want to change because why should you change so having to like admit okay I did a bad thing I need to do better is something that like a lot of people are scared to do like they fear failure they feel re- fear rejection they fear being wrong but it's like being wrong is a part of being human there are different degrees of being wrong like some things are innocent some people some things don't harm anyone and some things do harm people but at the end of the day sometimes you can come back from it but if you're not even willing to admit that you were wrong, to take, wrong to take take the first step and just acknowledge it acknowledge it. it there's nothing wrong with acknowledging it especially when you're trying to do better yeah and and people have been saying for a very long time that whatever you own can't be used against you. I'm not saying own being a rapist, because no, you shouldn't be proud, but like if you're able to admit what you've done wrong and able to try and make the steps to pro- progress from that point in time, it's easier for people to try and help you rehabilitate yourself. Exactly. Because that is the aim. We want people to, we, we'd like to, like, co- like, we'd like to live together, like ideally. Because to. it's gonna, because with the way things are right now, it's gonna be really awkward when we get back to September and it's, and it's been a, a year since that list came out. And we think, what's changed since then? Absolutely nothing. And it's like, you you can move past things that have happened. But it's like, you can't move past them by pretending they don't exist. And I think that's what everyone's been trying to do. Yeah. Like, I, I, see, I, see, I see one or two people retweet the list every every two weeks or so. I'm just like, everyone else is gonna, like sees this as well. Because I know it's someone that we all follow mm-hmm. who's put the list back out there. But it's like, you guys are still in Ireland. Nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, there should be some kind of attempt here. Yeah. And of course, not every attempt to, to apologize is going to be done in public. And I think that's another issue that we assume that if, not, if it's not done in public, it doesn't happen at all. But I think that people who, who, who honestly want to be re- reintegrated should be trying to make that yeah. attempt themselves. And the onus is on the 
important part. The onus is on them to do better, to earn people's trust, to get forgiveness. It isn't the victims or like the victim's family. It isn't their responsibility to make sure you're rehabilitated, to to teach you what you did was wrong, to try and help you do better. They do not owe you that. If they give that to you, that's a courtesy. Even and even forgiveness, you're not entitled to that from the victim. If they choose to forgive you because you've made genuine and like earnest progress and like and you've been accountable in your life, then that's great. But you should also want to do better and be accountable and like face consequences because of the action in and of itself, you know? And you should want to be better because of that. And if you've made the strides, then people can choose to forgive you. Some people can say, no, I don't think you're genuine. I don't think you've done enough. And other people can be like, yeah, I think I think that's okay now. Yeah. You know? And I think we all have that like ability to choose. But it's like, at the, at the fundamental point is that people aren't actually making that effort to be. We're never getting to the point of earnest rehabilitation and reintegration. Because people aren't making certain never, choices. Ever, ever getting past this whole accountability consequences. There's yeah. no any consequences. So it's like people are reintegrating and then we're getting hacked all over again. We're like, oh, this person. You, oh, didn't, you didn't cancel this person. Yeah. Cancel this person. And, and I think everyone's just watching everyone else. It's like bunch, it's weird people watching that goes on instead of actual conversation. Yeah. Can you, like, can you imagine how, how big a difference would it make if instead of like secretly saying, oh, I see you guys haven't canceled this person. If you actually had the conversation and said, yo, dude, I, I don't know if you've heard, but I think us being more direct in, in these kind of conversations would be a lot more helpful yeah. than anything else that anyone else is doing right now. Yeah. Like, just talk. Just it, talk. It, shouldn't be that, it shouldn't be that difficult for us to try to have this conversation. And it's been so unfortunate that the list was so public and stuff because it makes redemption a public act too. Yeah. Um, so if they have made strides, if they have made efforts someone will need to say it publicly just so that we know that they are better now um not to say that we just immediately uncancel but at least to know that like there is some kind of shift yeah and i think that's important to know especially when it's been on such a wide scale like when everyone has seen the list and everyone knows your name is there people deserve the opportunity to change their mind with new information and i think that's fair it's not easy but it's fair but like um I think something that we really shouldn't do is blame the loved ones for other people's actions. Yeah. Because like that was another thing that during September that I saw that I felt really weird about because if if you claimed XYZ was a rapist or attacked you or groped you and they have a girlfriend now, that girlfriend now likely doesn't know anything that happened before, wasn't involved, anything. And all that you can hope is that that girlfriend helps to hold him accountable. But to expect her to dump him, drag him out, or to do anything really, it's just because it's not about her. Because that's not who she wasn't involved. That's that's not the perpetrator. She didn't do anything to you, you know. Like if she's out there calling you a liar and a whore and saying you're just messing up everything, then she can catch some smoke. But like otherwise. Leave her out of it. She didn't yeah. do anything. Like let's know? like let's deal with the people who are actually perpetrators yeah. in this case. And then like when it is someone close to you that was say named on the list, I feel like if you love and care for this person as a friend, then it now becomes your responsibility to make sure that they are accountable or facing consequences, even if it's just something like you withholding your friendship because you don't like the actions that they took. That is a consequence. Have you had to cancel anyone in light of what happened? Yeah, 
And yeah. how how did you go about that? Did you inform them that you're canceling them, or was I it just to, kind of? I had to, I tried to have a conversation. I did have a conversation, and I don't like how it went. I don't like what happened because of it. So I was just like, listen, I'm not gonna make this a big hoopla. I'm I like that word. That <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like especially because they were a friend and stuff. I think that's a fair way to handle it. I don't need to shout on the rooftops. They're not my friend anymore. Yeah, like it's your own personal just, decision. That was the way that I held them accountable. Yeah. I was just like, listen, I said X, Y, Z, you weren't hearing me, I don't like how this thing went, so I'm just going to tap out, peace out. So again, I asked the hypothetical, if that person comes to you now and says they've gone to therapy, that they've done A, B, and C, and they've reached out to their victim, or victims in this case, would you reconsider the friendship, or do you think that there are certain things that are too far aligned for you? Um... effort like if they have made like recompense with the victims if they have done the work then I would be a hypocrite to not want to accept them back into my life it obviously would not be the same way as it was before mm-hmm. and I don't know if it ever could be or ever will be but like if they can understand what happened and why we fell out in the first place then we can easily fall back in that was that was the crux of it. If you do a thing, there needs to be consequences to the thing, and then afterwards, once you've like been held accountable, understand that you did the thing. Okay, let me make peace with the victims. Let me like see what I can do for them. Let's see what happens. Blah blah blah. If you do all of that stuff, then we can we can make things work. You know, yeah. like, that's that that is how you you can like have. That's how you can reintegrate and rehabilitate people into your lives. But unless they do the work of those first two steps of like being held accountable and facing the consequences and therefore like acting based on those, then we can't even have the child can't even consider it. We can't consider it. I also think that it is important for people to also know that you can forgive someone and not allow them back into the same space. Yeah. I, I think that as much people should be allowed to be reintegrated, I think. It, you shouldn't be expected yeah. to have to accept whatever they say just because they've made that change. But your harm, the harm you commit isn't undone. Yeah. And people need to respect that not everyone is going to allow them back into their life in and the same way. If people don't understand that, then you can also think that like their, their, their retribution wasn't, wasn't, wasn't like earnest. wasn't real. Yeah. You know, because if you are only doing the work to just get back in the good graces of people, then you don't actually understand what happened. Yeah. You don't actually understand what you did wrong. You don't understand the harm you caused, not only to you, but to the victim and your like community. If you don't understand that, then like if you don't understand that people don't have to forgive you, then you don't actually understand this entire That anything process. that's happened in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like things have changed and things will change. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone has taken from this the idea that we do need to have the conversation. We do need to be a lot more open with each other. I think that we should be trying to move towards a place where we don't shy away from conversations like this. Because I think that keeping quiet about certain things is why the list ended up being the list. If people had those conversations more frequently, if we were a lot more open and like a lot more supportive of victims, of people who suffer gender-based violence, we wouldn't have this shock when things like this happen in our country. I mean, statistically, we should know that this is what it's like and to have it revealed that way. 
I think has shaken a lot of people. I think that we sh- as, as people, we shouldn't be afraid of, of being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because that's the thing. If you're not a victim and you're not a perpetrator, but you're close to a victim, or even just in society, something somewhere along the line will call you to act. And it may be a bit uncomfortable. It may be a change in your lifestyle. It may be a change in your social circle. But like, if you're really about that life, you should be about that life. Like, you should be okay getting a bit uncomfortable. You should be okay giving up certain things. If it's if you truly care about like the well-being of victims and like the people around you, you should be willing to like just stand by your principles. Stand by your principles, even yeah. if you're standing by them alone. 